Welcome to the Outback Way podcast. This edition is sponsored by our guidebook, which is available from our website, outbackway.org.au. Welcome to the Outback Way podcast. I am Helen Lewis. Buckle up as we take you on Australia's longest shortcut, a journey through the heart of Australia. Welcome to the Outback Way podcast. Today it gives me great pleasure to be chatting to the Minister for Infrastructure, the Deputy Prime Minister, Michael McCormack. Welcome, Minister, and uh, thank you for joining us for our AGM here in Alice Springs. That's a pleasure, Helen. No drama at all. It's a very interesting meeting. Excellent. So your roots are in the Riverina, from journalism to politics, now with eight years under your belt in Parliament. Why politics? Well, it was actually from paddocks to Parliament, really. I I come off the land. Dad had a farm, only a 1,000 acres between Wagga Wagga and Junee. Uh, and before that, Mara, uh, his father was a farmer. His father before him was a farmer. So I was actually the first uh, white-collar worker in the family. And uh, I became a uh, journalist initially, and I liked to campaign. At school, I'd always liked to debate. I'd always had politics sort of in the back of my mind. But uh, entering Parliament, putting your hand up for Parliament, it's a... You know, it's a long way between putting your hand up for Parliament and actually getting there. It uh, requires a little bit of luck, uh, a lot of hard work, and you just need people to, uh, I suppose, share your vision. And I was lucky enough to uh, win Nationals pre-selection for Riverina back in 2010 and then lucky enough to get uh, elected at, at that general election in August 2010. And, uh, you know, I've, I've really enjoyed my time in Parliament. It's a, it's a challenge, but it's also a great opportunity to talk about regional Australia and certainly the area which I love the most, and that's the Riverina. Yeah, that's good. And so what life moments and experiences really influenced you to put your hand up, do you think? Was there any moments or particular issues that you wanted to campaign on or you got the taste of? I suppose my life moments, I spent a lot of time under the header, uh, under Dad's harvester in, in long, hot Riverina summers uh, with uh, shifting spanners and repairing the old international harvester, and I thought, oh, gee... I don't really want to do this my entire life. And whilst I love farming, and I, I, I do, and I, I respect the job they do, I, I just had something different in mind. And I suppose, but Dad always said, your word is your bond, your reputation is everything, your integrity. If you haven't got integrity, then you've got nothing. And so, uh, and that hard work ethic, and, you know, Mum mum was always very adamant that, uh, you know, to uh, if you're going to say something, if you're going to do something, then do it to the very best of your ability. So... Growing up in traditional sort of family values like that, that sort of set me in good stead. Look, I, I put my hand up. I was lucky enough to get elected. And, and I suppose since being in Parliament, I've always kept that, maintained that uh, reputation as well. And, you know, if I say I'm going to do something, I do it. I don't promise something I can't deliver. I've never have. And, uh, and I like politics is about hope. Uh, it's also about uh, making sure that you stick to your word. Mm, that's excellent. So the uh, regional Australia, what gives you the fire in the belly? Regional Australians are they're the, they're the most resilient people in all of the nation. When our regions are strong, so too is our nation. Our regional people, they, they don't take a backward step. They, they talk straight. They live uh, their lives in... Sometimes they have that tyranny of distance and we're in Alice Springs and, and whilst it's remote... Uh, it's now connected, you know, connected with good roads. We want to get better roads. We want to get that out back way uh, properly sealed, um, fully sealed. Uh, but, you know, the, the world's getting smaller, but those those traditional country values still maintain. And the uh, regional people, I just love them. They, they're such doers. And, uh, you know, I always want to protect and uphold those values and, and make sure that uh, those traditional Australian customs continue. Great. 
And what, well, from, you've had various experiences as a minister. Uh, what have been your proudest moments? Well, certainly, and it came before my ministry, Ministry uh, actually. I uh, helped uh, the government um, uh, form a policy whereby we stopped buying water ad hoc from irrigators. Our irrigators are the best farmers, the best irrigation uh, environmentalists, the best, um, you know, they grow food and fibre to feed our nation, many others besides. And, uh, you know, there was, a, there was a time when I think the government of the day uh, really wanted to take their water away from those communities. Sure, the government was paying for it, but uh, what they did, those people who sold their water were then leaving the communities and leaving those communities literally high and dry. And uh, we had to stop that ad hoc process, and so I did. I put a, I put a stop to that by crossing the floor on the Murray-Darling Basin plan initially and, uh, and got the... We were then in opposition, but I got Tony Abbott uh, to, to make that positional change, that priority policy change, and when we got into government, we made that change. So that was probably a proud moment. Since becoming in the ministry, certainly a small business minister, the fact that we lowered the tax rate to the lowest level it had been in 77 years, I think, was a was a good thing, and extending the instant asset right off. They're important for businesses, and when, you, when you're in regional Australia and running a business, uh, you know, you've got plenty of challenges. You've also got plenty of opportunities, but to get that little bit of extra money means that you can reinvest in your business, reinvest in the people in your business, and so that's been important. And since I've become the Deputy Prime Minister, the Murray-Darling Rural Medical School Network to, uh, throughout Victoria, throughout New South Wales, I uh, appreciate that's a long way from where we are at the moment, but I believe if yeah. you train doctors in the bush, then you keep them in yeah, the bush, you retain sure. them. And I think that model, uh, once successful, and it will be, should be replicated right around our nation. Yeah, yeah excellent. So the ceiling of the Outback Way uh, actually has a similar social benefit, and that is that it sounds Irish, but if you can leave a place, you'll stay. And so by sealing these, this road, it means that our education and health services actually have that continuity you were talking about in regards to keeping those professionals there because they've built relationships um, and because they can leave 24-7, they'll stay, which means we have relationships built, we have better school attendance, we have better health outcomes because there's trust developed in these communities. So yeah, there's no underestimating the value of, uh, of, of sealing roads and, and as you talk about, the uh, just that regional focus and, and getting people to work and live in these areas. So we, over 20 years, Outback Way has been being worked on uh, by the combined effort of five local governments that span the nation and the Northern Territory Government and Queensland and WA. Um, as Minister for Infrastructure, what is your grand plan for Australia? What are the key enabling factors and what policies are delivering this? Well, look, decentralisation is something which is uh, front and centre of the Nationals' policy agenda and uh, Bridget McKenzie has just taken over a new portfolio of regional services, including rural health and regional communications, which are so important, uh, as well as local government support. She had that portfolio before, but also decentralisation. And not just necessarily government jobs coming out of Canberra or capital cities and moving into regional capitals, but also other jobs coming into smaller country towns and also pushing and promoting and promulgating business to see the opportunities in regional Australia and to diversify their interests or indeed pick their whole factories or industries up and moving them to regional Australia. Uh, there are so many opportunities out here. Mm. Um, and with better connectivity, better roads, better communications, we can make that happen. And so that's, uh, that's important. But we also need, obviously, the, the services there. Uh, we need health services, particularly mental health services. It's a big issue. Uh, we need to make sure that we continue to push the barrow on that issue and to make sure that people uh, who are struggling a bit 
know that they've got the help there in regional areas to be able to get them through those tough times. Uh, but better roads, better better rail linkages, uh, the Melbourne to Brisbane inland rail, for, for example, is really, really important. And when you talk about the Outback Way from uh, Winton to Laverton, uh, it's, it's so important. It's a uh, you know, 2,720 kilometre. Uh, it's a tourism way. It's a destination. It's a corridor of commerce. It's got so many things uh, that uh, you know could happen as a result of uh, making sure that's paved from one end to the other. And uh, you know, that's something that we've just spent 160 million dollars on. That's going to provide uh, another few hundred kilometres of, uh, of bitumen. But we need to get the whole thing paved. Uh, and you know, with uh, that rolling. Uh, infrastructure spend that we've got $75 billion at the moment over the next decade. I know you want it done by 2025. Let's work towards that. Terrific. Good. That's good news. As the Minister has just finished his conversation with us, uh, which we had with him in the Alice Springs at the annual general meeting of the Outback Highway Development Council, I thought it would be a great opportunity to bring Patrick Hill in and uh, discuss the future work program for the Outback Way coming forward, going forward into 2019. Welcome, Patrick. Thanks for joining us. Hello, everyone, and uh, good day, Helen. So, Patrick, we've got um, a fairly, uh, fairly good works program ahead because we have an investment strategy for the ceiling of the Outback Way. And I just wanted to ask you, could you give us a bit of a rundown of the work that we can be expected to see on the road next year in 2019? Yeah, thank you very much. Yes, um, it's a great meeting in Alice Springs and uh, very positive. And also we've had a great, a very positive and um, I guess fulfilling year of activity and road building and um, visits to Canberra. It's been a very busy year for everyone involved with the Outback Highway, Highway Development Council. Um, back in March um, of 2018, we uh, delegation of us went to Canberra, as you just stated there, and uh, spent about four or five days over there with meetings uh, with departments and and uh, various ministers, and um, uh, you know we had a good reception for all the ministers that we visited there, the deputy prime minister, ministers from the opposition and um, government departments, as I say, and and, this, and the local government departments in Canberra. So it was. Um, and all was very positive. We gave an update of what's happening, where we're at with the funding, and uh, you know how how the road building is proceeding in each of the shire and jurisdictions in the state and territories, uh, which was good. Then back in November, we uh, went to the um, Australian National Roads Congress in Alice Springs. Or prior to that, we went to the um, the Northern Australia uh, Conference, which was um, and uh, that was you know very good, fulfilling. We, um, I was up there and um, you know, there's quite a lot of interest in this project and the Minister Matt Canavan mentioned it in his um, keynote speech and uh, a number of speakers at the Northern Australia Conference also mentioned the Outback Way. So the good thing about the Outback Way, we are on the ground producing and doing, doing the job and uh, as it might be said, we are spending the money and the uh, jurisdictions and the places where we said we would. Um, and then that, so that went on very well. Then we went back in September for our AGM, and uh, that was very good. We also attended the um, the Australian Local Government Conference uh, in November, and um, we gave a presentation at the Australian Local Government Conference. This is a yearly event rotated around the country, around Australia, to various states and territories. And it's and, really um, about the roads, isn't it? 
Yeah, about that about the road, and 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 again because we're on the ground producing and and, and delivering, um, we got a lot of keen interest in this project, and and uh, it's across Australia, across seven local governments, uh, which is also unique in itself. So um, that was very positive, and we got good reception at that. Um, then straight after that, we went South Helen and myself went back to Canberra to uh, meet with ministers from both sides of government, from the, the the coalition and the Labor Party and various other ministers that we met up the, over there. It was a quick trip, but um, all indications at the moment from both sides of government, we um, we got very positive response. Um, we were over there to highlight the fact that we, whoever gets in government, we want to see this project uh, project completed and 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 continue after after the election and um, obviously we've got plans for the next two years but after that we need to see it in the Ford estimates going out into 2025-26. So overall it's been very good. We've completed um, uh, you know quite a lot of sections of road on on the um, you know sort of ceiling on the road. They're, they're all, that's been all the meetings and stuff we've, we've had. Well, I think that's pretty good comprehensive wrap-up for the activities for the year. Uh, and uh, you know, we've supported various events. It's been, it's been a good good year for lots of people travelling and lots of interest in, in travellers out and about having a look around and, and doing the Outback Way, which has been great. Yeah, um, so again, moving on to the actual, the actual ceiling that's going on, what um, what areas are being done in the coming year? So, so I guess it's really important for travellers to know that there will be roadworks on the road, and uh, and, that, and what they where they can expect to see it. Yeah, okay. Thanks. Um, obviously, there's sections been um, continually upgraded right right along the entire route in various sections, um, and there was a quite a quite a bit of work done on the Kennedy Development Road last year. But next year they're planning to widen another 20 kilometres between Bully and Winton. Uh, with the funding allocated there. Um, then um, Bully has got plans to um, develop another approximately 20 kilometres of seal um, west of Bullier, but Bully is what they're doing now, they've, um, they've only got about 120 k's left to do in the Queensland side of it on the, on the, on the Donahue um, Highway. So they're going out to the um, Queensland Northern Territory border and working back towards Bullia to the Diamantina River. So um, that'd be great to see that done, and um, we're looking forward to that. Um, and then um, in the Northern Territory, uh, the, the road's been sealed right out to Hart's Range now. It's been upgraded and um, sealed right to Hart's Range, which is a great asset and good to the, see those people out at Hart's Range and those communities there get that reliable road. Um, as we understand, next year the Northern Territory plans to, to seal another 20 kilometres uh, going east of Hearts Range, and um, that'll help the cattle industry and the people out there uh, in that in that area the area of the road. And then back on the uh, Chukandura Road or the Docker River sectional road from the Olgas out to the Northern Territory border or to the West Australian Northern Territory border. Um, there's been five floodways completed there and um, put, put across, and they're excellent condition. The Northern Territory government's done a wonderful job there. They've also sealed um, two two sections of nine, about 18 or 19 kilometres west of the Olgas. They're just completing that at the moment, and they're also um, doing a eight-kilometre section from 
the West Australian Northern Territory border to Docker River to join up with the extra four kilometres they've done around the Docker River community at the airport there. So that'll be a, completed another 12 kilometres there when that's finished. So, and they've got uh, plans to do, as I understand, another 17 or 18 k's kilometres next year on the Docker River Road. So that's that's happening, and another 70 kilometres for the plenty highways, so um, there's plans in, in development stages for that as well. So in the territories moving along and it's great to see that, we're very happy with that to see that happening. Uh, on the West Australian side, uh, and the Shire of Laverton's just completed a 50 kilometre uh, section of uh, seal out on the um, Shire border which is about 420 kilometres east of Laverton. So we've sealed from our Shire border, 420 kilometres back this way towards Laverton or to the west. Uh, that's 50 kilometres uh, sections completed. Uh, next year we've got about $46 million, uh, or this financial year, sorry, and going into 2019 we've got $46.5 million to spend. That's between the Shire of Nanagaraku and Laverton. Uh, the plan is the Laverton section um, has got about 38 million out of that 46 allocated to us, which we plan to seal from Laverton out past Cosmo Newbury. Um, so that will help a lot of travellers to those communities out there and the mining companies that are involved in operations out there. Um, at the moment, we're going through the process. Um, the Laverton Shire and the Nanajaraku Shire has just uh, recently. Um, I guess handed over the project, uh, but still our Shire project, our projects, but uh, the to project manager at Main Roads is looking after that from now on and um, for this for this allocation of funding anyway. So um, they, they've got plans already. They're looking into um, finding water and gravel sources and, and all the uh, planning stages or the, the design of the road. Uh, which is going to take some time to do, but um, we're trying to get onto it as quickly as possible. So it's moving forward. It's, um, the Shire Man and Jarrah Koo have also got plans to do some sealing, as I understand, around Warakuna. So um, and I think some get some of those floodways done up there. So, yeah, we're moving forward. Good plans for the next year, and we've got another, you know, quite a busy future in the next four or five years ahead of us. So that's looking good. Yeah, that's excellent, Patrick. Yeah, it's going to be uh, good to see some more bitumen, and I, and I can't believe that there's uh, 50 kilometres sealed on in the middle of absolutely nowhere between Laverton and uh, the Docker River community. So that's yeah. um, that'll be pretty pretty fantastic to hit that when you've just been travelling through three or 350 k's. So that'll be good. That's oh, fantastic. It really is. I, you know, it's the most beautiful bit of road I've seen, and it's such a such a um, enjoyment to come on it. As you say, it's really makes a huge yeah. difference to the travelling. Good, uh, very good. Well, that's great. So, as travellers, if you um, if you're out and about on the road next year, there will be some road work, but um, it's uh, it's for a very good cause. Bear with it, and uh, I'm sure um, it won't be too inconvenient. Um, it's just going to be a great outcome for the Outback Way. The Outback Way events calendar. Moving on to 2019 Outback Way events calendar, I thought this would be a good opportunity for those people who are planning their trips for 2019 over the Christmas holidays and, uh, and into January. Uh, there's enormous amounts of uh, fun to be had and there's always an interesting Outback festival or an event being held. So in April next year, 
Uh, there is a Bulia Rodeo and Camp Draft over the Easter weekend. But on your way to Bulia, you can go to the Julia Creek Dirt and Dust Festival, uh, which is being held on the 12th to the 14th of April. And uh, that's a pretty good event. Lots of activities and riding and live music. And so then you head to Bulia and go to their Rodeo and Camp Draft, which is actually on the Easter weekend, so the 19th to the 22nd. If you're coming from the west, you can go to the Gem Tree 30th birthday celebration on the 19th of April uh, at Gem Tree or before you head over to Bulia if you'd like to. There's also Winton's Way Out West Festival, which is the 25th to the 28th of April at Winton, which is live music for three or four days, and you can camp there with tents, and, uh, and they provide a tented camp, and uh, it's really worthwhile seeing. So you can go to the Way Out West Festival .com.au and you can also go to the Alice Springs Heritage Festival which is in the third week of April. Details of that are yet to be released. Uh, in May there are the uh, you can book for Winton Digger Dinosaur Experience so if you are going to be in Winton I'd book ahead probably before May. If you do want to do that you need to ring uh, 4657 2612 and then you can actually turn up on the fourth week of May through to the middle of June, um, and that's when they have the Winton Digger Dinosaur Experience. Uh, going further into June, there's the Pat Fink Desert Race, and that's from the 7th to the 10th of June next year. There's also the Winton Vision Splendid Outback Film Festival, which starts on the 28th of June through to the 6th of July. And, of course, the famous Alice Springs Beanie Festival, also from June 28th to the July 1st. We go into July and we have the Winton Opal Expo from 12th to the 13th of July, Alice Springs Show from the 5th to the 6th of July, and the Alice Springs Cup on the 13th of July. The Big Red Bash, which is uh, south of Bullia, is from the 16th to the 18th of July. We have the Bullia Camel Races from the 19th to the 21st of July, and the Winton Camel Races 27th of July. So there's a lot going on, and uh, that's the first six months of 2019 covered. And as we get the details into the later into next year, we'll be sure to share them on the podcast and through our website and also through the Facebook page for Outback Way. Well, thank you all very much for a wonderful year. Thank you for listening to our podcast. It's been a terrific opportunity for us to share the stories and bring to you the characters along the Outback Way and we're really enjoying doing these sessions, and there's more in store next year with lots more characters to uh, have a conversation with, and for you to help plan your trip and make this as uh, interesting for you as possible. And thanks very much, Patrick, the Chair of the Outback Highway Development Council, for joining us today. We look forward to talking further in the new year. Yeah, Helen, I'd just like to um, thank you for all your work you've done during the year. You've done a magnificent job of keeping all people informed and... Uh, the process of keeping your, everything on track with the Outback Highway Development Council. Thank you very much. And I'd like to thank all our supporters out there and um, people that are travelling, planning to travel. And uh, as Helen just read out, all the events that are happening on the on the road, there's never a dull moment, moment in the bush and the, um, the Outback is alive and there's always something going on. So if you do plan a trip next year, you know, we'd really encourage you to come out and have a look and visit these... Um, towns and, uh, and places, there's plenty to see. 
But uh, more importantly, uh, at the moment, with this Christmas coming on, we'd, uh, I'd just like to, on behalf of the Upper uh, Council, wish everyone a very Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. And most importantly, safe travelling, um, you know, so we need everyone to get home after Christmas and um, enjoy the festivities and the celebrations. Thank you very much. We look forward to joining us uh, next year in 2019. And again, thank you, Helen, for everything. Thanks. Thanks, Patrick. And yes, a happy Christmas to all our listeners uh, and uh, all the very best for 2019. Well, thanks very much. And that might wrap up 2018. Cheers. Thank you for tuning into the Outback Way podcast. Our notes and links will be on our website, outbackway.org.au. You can subscribe to our newsletter, buy our guidebook and download the app if you haven't already. Please join us on Facebook, Outback Way, Australia's Longest Shortcut, and on Twitter at Outback Way 1. The Outback Way podcast is all about your trip. We're really trying to make it easier for you and give you valuable information to make it more enjoyable. So we'd love your feedback. Send your questions, comments and travel stories to info at outbackway.org.au and if you share your story, we may even feature you on this podcast. Thank you for joining us through the heart of Australia on Australia's Longest Shortcut. Cheers for now.